All right, what to do, everybody? This is Lumia Sports. This is your boy Dom out here with Darnell. What's good? And you feel me? We're just gonna go over a couple things, you know, going on within the within the NBA recently. I mean, we haven't been doing it as as frequently as we used to, but you know, we're gonna try and ramp it back up a little bit. The playoffs are about to start soon. It's only about like less than ten games left for. For each team, I think it's probably like eight games left for might be seven teams. after the night. Yeah, about like seven games left for each team. So, you know, there's there's a lot happening within the standings right now. So if you look at the East, the Celtics actually lead the conference and the 76ers, who were first before their loss against the um the against Sun? the Suns, now they're fourth. That just mm-hmm. goes to show you how um, that just goes to show you how crazy this conference has been. The Celtics have been on a roll since All Star since um, All Star weekend. You know, Jason Tatum has put himself firmly in the MVP discussion. Um, I think it's uh, actually been the start of the new year when it flipped for the Celtics. So even a little bit before the All Star break. So so ever since the new year, you're saying they've been yeah rolling, but. Yep. You know, Celtics have been doing their thing. Now they lead the conference. Um, Miami, who's been sliding, we'll talk about them a little later. They're second, but they are, you know, they they like they lead their division, and everything. Um, Milwaukee is third, and Philadelphia is fourth. Chicago, kind of predictably, <laughs> fell back a little bit. Where mm-hmm. they're they're uh, they're on the verge of not even being a full playoff team they might they 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 could slide into the plan depending on you know how the rest of the season goes for the raptors and the cavaliers mm-hmm. so um yeah what, what you got what you want to say about the east how the playoff picture is looking man this is looking really crazy right now to me because the Heat were sitting in that one seed for so long, and I just pretty much wrapped it up that they would probably be the one seed. They would be the ones who would probably end up playing against whoever ended up being a playing game and face the Nets, who I thought would lose. And here we are, and I'm looking, I'm staring dead at a 7-8 matchup with Cleveland and Brooklyn, and I don't want no parts of the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, but – well. I mean, you gotta look. You gotta look at the two teams. You know, behind them as well, the ninth seed and the tenth seed. Charlotte and Atlanta are both no pushovers. You feel me? Um, you know, Atlanta just made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, mm-hmm. and um, you know their team is relative. Their team looks like it's relatively healthy, and um, the Hornets. You know, they 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 definitely have a lot of potential too. You know, Lamelo's been playing really well. Miles Bridges has been playing really well. Um, yeah, so uh, I was like, everybody just assumes the Nets are gonna make it. I, I think they will, mm-hmm. but you feel me? There's a chance, there is a chance that they don't just because of the playing Absolutely. structure. So, you know, Absolutely, there's a chance they don't make it, especially if Kyrie plays like I don't know what it's for. Let me, oh, I can pull the stats up, but. The way Kyrie was playing, I think it was one point he was two for 13 from the field against tonight. the Hornets. Yeah, tonight. So he was struggling, missing a lot of easy shots. And if Kyrie's not going to be that driving force for them offensively, then absolutely they can struggle. Because we, we know Kevin Durant can't do it all on his, on his own. I mean, this is – I mean, when you look at recent, you know, all the games that Kyrie had been playing – He's been playing like amazing in uh, in every away game that he played. Um, you know, he had 50 twice. Oh, well, he had 50 once in a 60. You know, he had 40 the other night. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's, Kyrie's been playing amazing. So he's two for 16 with 30 from in 33 minutes right now with six points minus 12. Yeah, he's he's playing awful right now. I mean, he, he got his assist numbers up, so at least he's distributing the ball. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, he was due for. A bad game eventually. He he had been playing scorching hot. You know, yeah, he was playing game. at a level that like maybe only because he was playing part-time was it a, even possible? Because it's like, man, this dude got to eventually cool off. 
he yeah. got, he got to eventually get tired legs or something. But yeah, the way he was, I mean, was ridiculous. He was playing all those away games like that, and then the second he steps home, then you feel me. Mm-hmm. Then he gets then then he has an awful performance. So, I mean, that might be something to look into. I'm sure this is just an outlier, though. I'm sure they'll be fine. But um, yeah, that's it for Brooklyn. So, of all the teams, who do you see right now as like the biggest threat of you know coming out the East right now? Like Man, people this- are calling the Celtics a sleeper, but like. They're the number one seed. They really can't be a sleeper at this point. You, all right, so I'm looking at the, the top 10. I'm going to just keep it at the top 10 in the East. We have three teams that are four and six in their last 10 games. We have one team that's nine and one, one team eight and two. Uh-huh. The nine and one yeah. Celtics, the eight and two Toronto Raptors, uh-huh. Cleveland, Chicago, Miami, all four and six yeah. in the last 10 games. So we see different trajectories for different teams. So I think yeah. if you want to look at a sleeper team, I would probably throw out all of the teams I just named. And it would have to be the Milwaukee Bucks because they're reigning champs, seven and three in their last ten. They're they're not playing bad basketball by any means, and they're kind of just falling under the radar. Not a lot, not that a lot of people are talking about them. Giannis isn't really he's getting some MVP love, but not the MVP love that he's gotten in our obviously when he won it. People are getting a little bit of used to his play. And to me, if you look at a team like the Bucks, they're a team that can just go on another run. Like Giannis can just prove that he's just more dominant and just there's no answer for him. And when we can see another trip to the finals for Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Who's your team? I mean, it's hard to – again, it's hard to call – any of those teams sleepers right now. The Celtics are the one seed. Um, you feel me? The the Nets, nobody's sleeping on them. Everybody knows the talent that they have. I mean, you look at a team like if if I was if I was like uh Boston or or, or Miami or whoever winds up with the one seed, I wouldn't I wouldn't even if it's not Brooklyn, like I was saying earlier, I wouldn't just uh, it if they play Charlotte, you feel me? I think I think whoever winds up with the one seed has a good chance of beating Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But I, the only team that I the only two teams I see that I don't think have a legitimate chance are the Cavaliers. It's not even because of their talent. I think the loss of Mobley. I mean, not Mobley. Uh, Jared Allen. I think that that hampered them. That just hampered them. Like he's supposed just, he's supposed to be returning before the playoffs start, but. All right, well, we'll I mean, if he, out. if he comes back and, you know, is in full shape, I still don't give them a strong chance to beat, you know, a, a, a higher-seeded team. You know, um, D- Darius Garland has been playing amazing, and he's been showing off, you know, why why Cleveland had all that faith in him. But, you feel me, I still don't see them beating a, a one of the higher-level teams. I still think Atlanta can just because they I don't I wouldn't write them out yet. They did just make the Eastern Conference Finals, so um, I will write them off. I'm sorry, I'm not fully writing them off yet. I gotta see I gotta see them lose. <laughs> so um, I think the Bulls are are a non threat. Um, they just they've just been so bad. They 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 still haven't beaten a team that's, that's like better than them. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you gotta, like you gotta beat team like yeah. You have to beat somebody with eventually, a, yeah. Like once with a better record than you, and you know, I mean, we we gave. I tried to give them better. I thought they'd be a fourth or fifth seed, mm-hmm. and it's looking like that's coming into fruition. They were like the second seed for a large part of the season, but you know, as as they started sliding, as they started getting exposed, so. Um, yeah, I mean, one team I'm surprised with, and it's, and you know, one team I'm actually surprised with is the Raptors. I'm surprised that they're like this high. I didn't expect them to because, you know, we went on a little slide. Van Vliet was hurt. They were Mm -hmm. like, they're like another one. I don't see them making a significant, you know, run, 
But it's not outside of the realm of possibility that in the right matchup, the Raptors could beat certain teams. They could beat Miami type shit. Like, so, I mean, that, that they're, they're a sleeper team for me, mm-hmm. I would say, just because nobody really expected them to be this good especially just, you know, missing the playoffs last year. But, I mean, Siakam has been playing very well recently. Um, Van Vliet came back, mm-hmm. um, you know. OG just came OG, back. OG, yeah, OG came back. Scotty Barnes has still been showing why he's a top three rookie of the year candidate. I think Kate surpassed him, but he's still a top. I think he's third now. So. But, yeah, I, I would, Ooh, I would call let, Raptors. Don't let Raptors Twitter hear that, man. <laughs> you up, man. If you don't say Scotty Barnes is leading the way clearly by overall rookies in the hey, that's slide. every fan base though. Don't let don't let Piston don't tell Piston fans that Kate that Kate isn't, you know, Kate isn't the best rookie. That Kate isn't rookie of the year. And believe me, don't tell no Cavs fans that Evan Mobley isn't. This is not I wouldn't even say that it's every fan base. I would just say that this is a unique year when it's three guys that's at the top. Compared to where it's usually like, like last year it was, two. yeah, it's normally two guys. Like it was Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, and then it was, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but it's always two guys. Yeah, um, I year, think Halliburton was third. Yeah, Halliburton was third. So, but nobody really thought Halliburton was going with. Mm-hmm. And then the year, be- the year before that, it was Ja and Zion, but. Zion just didn't play enough games. If Zion had played, though, I think Zion would have easily, easily won the won the rookie of the year. But he just didn't play. So, but and, and I think for rookie of the year, it's uh, it's also unique because it's normally a award that goes to the best player who's put out the best stats, regardless of their record. Yeah, but Toronto and Cleveland are both playing winning basketball, and. The Detroit Pistons are a feisty squad. They're not winning games, but they're not a pushover by any means at this point. Well, at least with, I was, they play a little bit better this year or at this point of the season, I'd say. Well, you, well, what it looks like is maybe Mobley and um, Scotty have – I mean, they just have better rosters around them. So – like the, the Cavaliers and Raptors are a better formed roster than the Pistons, but in terms of overall talent, mm-hmm. maybe Cade is the best. Like, like that, it's a real discussion. Cade is actually like from what I've seen Cade do, aside from like his struggles at, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um. You know he's been playing really well, and I want to highlight somebody that you know was catching a lot of flack earlier in this season. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Jalen Green has been playing really well recently. He oh, was man, he's been on the tear. Awful at first, bro. He was horrible. But, it was like he was so bad, it was like laughable. It was like, man, dude, like I'm not bro, like I watch bro. a lot of basketball, and I'm telling you, he's not this bad, bro. Like, <laughs> like he is not this bad. Awful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was awful, bro. At yeah. the start of the year. I was like, what the fuck? This is really a third pick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was he was really horrible, but um, yeah. So I just wanted to give him a little highlight. Um, another really good rookie, uh, Josh Giddy. Feel me? He's out um, for the year now. Yeah, I was right to say he's out for the year. I think those are like the five main ones. Um, Sleeper Herb Jones. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Pelicans. Just defeated. Oh, yeah. Just defeated the Lakers. Yeah, Herbert. I hear. I didn't nice. get to see all of the game. I was while well, I was in and out watching that game, but from what I hear, Herbert Jones had some really good defense on LeBron down the stretch. LeBron finished with 39, but he had 39 for a while. He didn't re- I was looking for him to break 40. I think it might have been seven minutes left in the game. Never happened. Yeah, Herbert Jones has definitely been a significant impact as to why the Pelicans have been one of the I won't say one of the better teams because they went on that big slide. But mm-hmm. Ingram was hurt during the big slide as well. But like that little stretch where they were playing really well, Herbert Jones, you know, mm-hmm. was doing this thing. Um who else is there? Um Jonathan Kuminga, he's been pretty good. Um and you know he's not gonna get the same it's not that he won't get the same spotlight, but he just don't get the same he don't get the same consistent rotation minutes. Like. Yeah. One like day he plays in the G League. 
Then, One day he starts. <laughs> yeah, he starts and he's getting 40 minutes and all the shots and he's getting plays called for him. Like, yeah. It's just I no mean, consistency he, with, with, with him, but he has all the talent in the world. Yeah, he yeah, he's a definitely he's definitely a solid player, you know. Shows why the Warriors were were, were so heavy on him. But um yeah. So but that's it for the rookies. So now for the West, um you got Phoenix. They're far and away the best team in the league. They're 61 and 14. They just beat uh the 76ers. Um mm-hmm. the Grizzlies are next, 52 and 23. The Warriors are 48 and 27. The Jazz and the Mavericks are both 45 and 29. The Nuggets are 44 and 31. The Timberwolves are 43 and 33. The Clippers are 36 and 39. And the Lakers and the Pelicans, man. The Lakers are 31. Well, the Pelicans are 32 and 43. The Lakers are 31 and 43. The Pelicans just beat them. And that was that was a big loss for the for the Lakers. So it has to be noted that the Lakers are one game up above the San Antonio Spurs Spurs it for is. the 11 seed. So the Lakers can possibly miss the play-in. We're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here. Yes. As much money as they have on that payroll. Yes. Hey man, money, money isn't always everything. <laughs> exactly. Money but, does not always mean a ring. Exactly. You can't really buy it. You can't really you can sometimes buy a ring, but hey, you know who you know the last team work. that tried it? The Lakers. Probably Lakers, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Someone said Lakers in 2004. Nah, in um like no. 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013. I don't know why I think 2004. When it was another uh, time, it's just another time where they tried to buy a ring. Yeah, when they had Dwight and Kobe and Steve Nash and yes. Powell and all them. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a super team, and that shit did not work at all. Not at all. But, um, so, which team do you see as the biggest threat? So, I, I want to know something. Okay. With it's something with the Grizzlies that's become very apparent recently. I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead. Since so, you know, mm-hmm. John Morant is obviously getting high MVP consideration. He's been, you know, doing his thing. And we and I actually had a debate with somebody, and you feel me? It was about whether Job ja was carrying the Grizzlies or not. I was like, Jazz not really carrying. He's just he's a great player on mm-hmm. a great team. They've just drafted very well. Uh, the 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 Grizzlies GM is one of the most underrated GMs in the league because he gra- he drafted so well. You know, like people like De'Anthony Melton has been you know doing his thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just lower team. Yeah, Desmond Bain, obviously, uh, uh, who should be a candidate for most improved player of the year. But you, can't you know, give how it he's to him playing. He's on huh? the same team as Ja. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The top three candidates should probably be Ja, um, Desmond, and, and Garland. Mm-hmm. I think Ja's going to win it most likely. But I mean, Garland got a little chance, but I think Ja's most likely going to win it. But, you know, Desmond Bain has definitely been one of the unsung here, one of the biggest unsung heroes of the team. Um, Jaron Jackson, you know, he's been a, a, a defensive player of the year candidate for most of the season, you know, and but there have been stats coming out, you feel me, that, that kind of show what the Grizzlies have been without Ja. And it says that they they have a, I believe, a 16 or 17 and two record without Ja. Um, yep. They, Did you see the winning percentage? Yeah, they they would have like the fourth highest winning percentage of all time. It it's a, it's a small sample size, obviously, but obviously, they, yeah. they would have the um, they would have one of the they would have like the fourth highest winning percentage of all time. They would be first in offense and first in defense with the with the with the highest net rating in the league. Mm-hmm. And you look, and every time you watch them play. Like you just look at the score, they're beating everybody but like twenty and thirty without Ja. And it's like, huh. 
is Ja carrying? <laughs> I don't think Ja's carrying, but I think Ja's thriving in the system. Yeah. I think it's like, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the kind of the Spurs a little bit. Yeah. Where you first had Kawhi, and it was like, man, Kawhi only putting up these numbers because he in the Spurs system. Look at the players he playing with. And then eventually he blossomed to his own role. He like, nah, it ain't just the Spurs. That dude is good. And I think it's the same thing with Ja. Like, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll say it's a little different because the Spurs were never at any point better without Kawhi. And that's like the main But thing. they never really had a, a long – they didn't really have to play without him like that at, when he was younger. I mean, probably yeah. towards the end, but, yeah. But when he was younger, they didn't really have to play without him. Yeah. I mean, at that point, they still had Tony and Manu and Tony. Yeah, exactly. So, like, at that point, he wasn't – he was important, but he wasn't, like, the end-all, be-all of the team no, until no, they no. retired. And mm-hmm. then when he became the end-all, be-all of the team, they were never better without him. I've never seen I, – I can't even really think of a, of a case of a team that's just uniquely good without a star player like that. Like, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. But it's, it's like not. they're uniquely better almost because it's not like they're just beating pushovers. You don't it's remember like- earlier in the season where they was saying, like, something with John the fans in the front row? What? Saying that they were better without Ja, and Ja got like upset about it. You remember that? Nah, but yeah, Damn. like we remember we had a discussion. We've had plenty of discussions. Even last year, mm-hmm. we were talking. We're like, the Grizzlies win whether he there or not, <laughs> and like you know, but they weren't like really that good. And Ja like snapped in the playoffs and he was like, you know, snapping during the season, putting up big numbers. They were winning games and shit like that. So it, it kind of pushed all that shit to the side. But then mm-hmm. when he gets hurt or whatever, and it's not like he's missed. It's not like he's missed like 10 games or something like that. He missed damn near 20. And yeah, he's missed 20 games. And they're, they've won significantly more they've only lost two that he's been gone so it's like i don't want to say they're better without him but damn it (laughs) and this is another thing about that like it's hard to attack like they're probably a little easier to defend in a regular season or they're probably they probably just sneaking up on teams without job like you're gonna think okay they're gonna be a pushover Probably not so much now, but earlier in the season, Ja's not there. Not really thinking you're gonna get much out of the Grizzlies in here. They come, they gonna blow the doors off of you. Well, it's like again, we we were looking throughout the season, like mm-hmm. this year and last year. We're like, is Ja actually the most important player on the team? I'm gonna just put this out there. That was you and Demetrius that was thinking that he might not be, and I was just blatantly telling y'all he was. But, I mean, and then Ja exploded, and I feel like I won that argument. I don't know if you remember how it was phrased, but I think I won. <laughs> but I no, nah, we had we had the scoring debate. I yeah, clearly it was a lost. Debate. Yeah, it was a scoring debate. We're actually <laughs> lost, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> um, what's it called? But um, yeah, I mean, the the question the question was: Is he the most? important player on the team like if there was a team if there was a player on the team like like even okay like we can even look at the warriors or something like that like mm-hmm. like you feel me like even if steph is the best player on the team like yeah you could look at a lot of teams. even if steph's the best player on the team like mm-hmm. is he more important than draymond type shit like yeah you could look at the grizzlies in that sort of light like or even the Lakers, even if you think like LeBron is better, is he more important than Anthony Davis? Like type yes. shit. To me, yes. But I mean, it's, I it's think, debate. They're debate stuff. It's not like a, I think you can you can go to the Jazz and say, yeah, Rudy Gobert's not better than Donovan, but he's more important. important. Yeah, Rudy is definitely the most important player on that team. And you feel me? As as much as we love to hate on Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. you feel me? When it comes down to it, 
<laughs> he he does what he does when he when he when he does it. Mm-hmm. So you saw me. It's just it's just the problem with them is that your most important player, like the problem with the Jazz, is that your most important player can't be so easy to scheme against. Like it's so easy to scheme against them. Mm-hmm. You just got you just gotta take the center off the floor because he has no offensive arsenal, so he can't really abuse a smaller matchup. Nope. But and then when you have five shooters out there, then it takes him out the paint and he's only useful in the paint. So it just takes away his whole it just takes away his whole game. He's a paint defender. Yeah. It only works if you got paint players if you got if you got like a big down there that he can kind of sag off of. But if you got some if if every if the person he's guarding can make threes, then Mm-hmm. You feel me? It, it just kind of ruins his. his it, but that's that's the jazz thing. Yeah, we um, it was bad. <laughs> hmm? I think so for the Grizzlies. Um, you're talking about who's probably their most important player. And like, I think is it is it Jaron? It is can't it? be Jaron because they played a lot of games last year with Jaron out, and they were still winning. So to me, probably not the most common answer but it has to be Desmond Bain yeah I think Desmond I was thinking that I was like is Desmond Bain the studying for because that last year I thought it was Dylan Brooks yeah because Dylan Brooks seemed like the one where if he didn't play then then they started losing mm-hmm. but like now he hasn't played most of the season he's played here and there but for the most part Dylan Brooks hasn't really been there so like you feel me? Desmond Bain's been like the steadying force, and again, Ja's gonna get all the attention. He he has the, he has the fun plays. He has the highlight plays. He's a Sports Center highlight. His his scoring average went up from you know his scoring average. He he's averaging. I think like it went up nine points or something like eight nine. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's averaging like twenty seven. You know, he's the most exciting player. He was the he was the number two pick. Ja's the fun answer. You feel me? Ja's like but. When you look down to it, they win whether he's there or not. <laughs> so at that point, he can't really be the, the the most important steadying force on the team. Now, when the playoffs come around, mm-hmm. you feel me? Do I think they'd be better without him? No, I don't. But at least from from what we've seen so far, who has been the most important player so far this regular season? <sighs> That's a tough question. Is it just the coaching is just that good where they can mask? You know, is is the is the coach just that good where he can mask? You know, losing any player on his roster and just make the next man up. Is the is the GM just that good where literally everybody on the team is just a talented player? (laughs) Like. The Grizzlies are an intriguing team. <laughs> you are. see, what I'm, yeah. they're they're a really interesting team to think about. If it was just Ja doing his thing and and you feel me, they were just winning a bunch of games. Like it, it wouldn't be quite as interesting. But this this team is really dynamic, whether he's there or not. Mm-hmm. So I think honestly, I think they got a lot of interchangeable pieces. That's the yeah. weird part about the team. It's like as much as as valuable as I think Desmond Bain is to the team. I think you can find another three and D guy. I don't know who. Yeah. You can find another three and D. You can see how the prototype that he is to the team yeah. where he can be replaced. Yeah. I mean, even that you look at you look at like some of the people who step up when he's gone. Like every like recent, I won't say everything, but like mm-hmm. recently, like they've been getting a lot of uh, good points out of like DeAnthony Melton's. Yeah. Like DeAnthony Mellon has been, been he's had like 20 last two games. So, you know, it's it's just a lot. That team's gonna be real interesting to look at. And, you know, I mean the season's almost over. They got the second best record, but that's a really intriguing team. For sure. So um yeah, so uh so one you know, one of the biggest discussions. Mm-hmm. It recently has been, you know, the MVP debate. So obviously, you know, the top three have been 
Um, the top three have been Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I'm thinking about it. Like, I, I ain't going to hold you. I'm just sitting there thinking about it. And, you know, other names are crossing my mind. I'm like, you know, Luca, Luca deserves some high MVP credit. Um, yeah. I think that he should be, you know, up there with them. Uh, Jason Tatum, like I said earlier, has been doing really well. When I sat there and I really thought to myself, and this is like last week sometime or like, or like sometime within the last two weeks, I was like, why exactly is Devin Booker not? Uh, and not a high MVP candidate. I just sit there. I was like, Phoenix is by far the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. He's been there for the majority of the season. And it's not like it's not like a Jaw situation where they win whether he's there or not. They, they like if he's not there, they they not quite as good. And again, Chris Paul wasn't there for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker is averaging like twenty six and six, and you know he's been exploding recently. And again, Phoenix has just been the best team in the league by far. So I want to ask you, why exactly is Devin Booker not the MVP? Uh, he plays on the same team as some guy named Chris Paul. And it's a Chris stat. Chris Paul hasn't played. But it's just a stat that mostly details who the most dominant players and most valuable players are. And it's PR. And if you look at that list, you have to go all the way down to, let me see, where is Devin Booker? Devin Booker is at 25, at 21.3. Jokic is at number one, 32.7. Giannis is two, 32.3. Joel Embiid, 31.1, number three. So, like, I see that Joel Embiid went up, right? But then I was looking, I was thinking, for the most part, when they win the games, Harden wins player of the game. So how does Joel win MVP when when Harden comes over, he becomes the most important player on the team when they win? I mean, it's weird because I think Joel's not going to win just for that simple fact that he's playing with James Harden now. I think that takes a lot out of it for him. He's not really caring. But, but, it, like, but it moved him up. Not to me. He was number one for me, and then I think he got passed. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, the M, the actual, like, NBA rankings. Like, oh, you talking about NBA.com, the tracker? Yeah. MVP yeah, tracker? The tr- yeah, they, they put him at number one. Probably because yeah. they were going into today with the number one record in the, in the East, and it made, like – good for the storyline but the east is so tight that now he's fourth in the east and it doesn't have the same it just don't hit the same yeah i mean it's, it's just weird that like you know what what if if you're gonna win mvp mm-hmm. you kind of at least need to be the best player <laughs> on the team and i'm not even saying james hart is better than him but every time they win James Harden gets player of the night. So, like. That must be on the Sixer broadcast because every time I watch, Embiid is dominating every game. Step back oh, threes. But, <laughs> but you'd be peeping and James Harden be having like 20, be having like yeah, 24, 14. Do. So, like, <laughs> they be giving it to Harden. It's because he's the new guy. He's trying to make him feel at home. Hey, man, all I'm saying is. But yeah, that's that's I mean, truth be told, like uh, between the three, between the three, it's probably Jokic just Mm -hmm. because he's done the most with the least and he pretty much has the same record as the other two. Um, Let's see. So the Bucks are 46 or 28. The Nuggets are 44 and 31. He's not far off. Um. Again, you, I think hmm. you look at. I was just gonna throw this out there defense or us, us win shares. Win shares, Nikola Jokic is first at 14, Giannis is second at 12, and Bede is third at 10.6. So, all of the pretty much the advanced stats have those three as the guys, pretty much. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, it's just we've been hearing about them all season. They were the same three last season. Um, again, John made a little run, but uh, again, <laughs> no, nah, you can't miss 20 games, have your team go 17 2, and then win MVP. It just don't make sense. So that's not yeah. gonna happen. Um, I would love for John to win. He got one in the, he got one coming for sure. If he uh, can continue to play like this and increase yeah. like his game, it's just yeah. not this year. And then you got like Luca, obviously. I think again, I think Luca should be in high consideration. Um Tatum, Tatum can be up there. But I just want I was just thinking why Devin Booker wasn't. So it was just something that was crossing my mind. Like, because when you look at, like, a, a generally, if there's no, like, unless there's a player that does something, like, astronomically abnormal, mm-hmm. then, like, they'll give it to, like, the, the best player on the best team. And, again, you could say Chris Paul's better, but Chris Paul missed two months, and they still were winning games in his two-month absence. It was a point I was making last year, you know, I was making it last year when, like, I remember I this like, point actually. Where I was like, well, why is Chris Paul higher in the MV, so high in the MVP ratings when, when Devin Booker's doing a lot as well? <laughs> I think my point was at that time was the fact that they was both going to hurt each other in the MVP votes is why neither one of them could win. And I don't know why, like, Devin Booker is getting like this. He's like this rate the same as he was last year with Chris Paul missing all that time. Yeah. I, even seen, I even seen an MVP ladder with Chris Paul ahead of Devin Booker. Yeah, I saw that the season. I'm like, like, man, this can't be real. I thought it was fake. <laughs> I'm like, this is fake. Yo, Chris Paul was fourth. <laughs> he was fourth. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is real. This ain't real. <laughs> like, where is this from? <laughs> I thought they were trolling, bro. I was like, yo, he was gone for like two months. Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> like let me see how many games has he actually played this season he's played he has played game oh stats games play oh he played 59 i thought he played way less still he was gone for so long if why i feel like he was gone way longer he played 59 games he played Honestly, majority of the season, I think he broke his. He like he got hurt. Right, so he missed sixteen games. Okay. Right after All Star break, or Didn't right get hurt. during All Star, like right before yeah, All Star break, right. played the game a little bit, but like got surgery right after. Okay, he so he missed time. So he missed a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. But still, it's even like, and even in that stretch. You know, they could have fell right back to normal, but Devin Booker was was still carrying them afloat. Obviously, you know, DeAndre Ayton's there doing his thing. Mm. Michael Bridges is, but then like it comes back to the Jaw thing. You feel me? Yep. It's like, okay, Jaw's Jaw was a top four MVP candidate at one point, and his stats aren't that much better than Booker's. And then you look again, the teams the team has actually been playing better without him. So, like, why hasn't Devin Booker been getting that same love? But, I mean, he's starting to get a little bit now. You know, Kyrie Kyrie said he should be the MVP. I mean, a couple they, people. Ja, ja, too. Okay, something about yeah. Devin Booker for MVP. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how the voting goes. I mean, if they keep winning, I mean, Chris Paul back now, so Devin Booker doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah, that's out. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that. Even though he just dropped 35 in that win, but Chris yeah. Paul did all the work, if you ask the NBA. So, <laughs> <laughs> be interesting. I, I, honestly, it, sh- it should just go ahead and go back to Jokic, but. I think they should give it to Jokic a second time and then just be done with it. Like, and say, all right, we, we rewarded you twice. I mean, the thing is, like, he really, like, I'll be watching sometimes, bro. It, it do just feel like his team is crumbling around him every, every time. Like, like his, 
his go-to scorer at times is Bones Highland, bro. Like, yeah, you turn Bones Highland to damn near a superstar, bro. Exactly. <laughs> like, man, what? He can turn anybody into a star. Not that Bones Highland ain't got game, but. Bro, any point guard, any point guard starting for that, like, like Jamal Murray, nice. Like, you know how Demetrius has his Jamal Murray better than Jokic and shit. And yeah. Like, I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> but. <laughs> it's because he bro. scored 50, man. I'm telling you. If you score uh-huh. 50, Demetrius is saying, yeah, he didn't want. Yeah, no. But um, you you look at, like, it just feels like any point guard almost is just a plug-and-play. <laughs> um, like, Monte Morris. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're as good as Jamal Murray. I'm not saying that. Jamal Murray is, like, clearly bad, clearly the best of the bunch. But, like, Monte Morris, you know, he's able to thrive in the system. Um, Bones Highland, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's able to thrive. He's been able to thrive in the system recently. It's like it almost feels like playing with Jokic just makes any point guard, any slashing point guard or any point guard that can like can hit some shots it just makes them a plug and play yeah like you can't really be a point guard to play with Jokic because he's the point guard you just kind of just kind of gotta you know you gotta be a combo guard you gotta be a shooting guard Murray was never a point guard to me no he wasn't he's a shooting guard He'll bring the ball up, but then he'll give it right to Jokic. Like yeah. Jokic point <laughs> exactly. So, um, so another team we haven't talked about a lot. We talked about them more earlier in this uh, or earlier in the season. But how do you feel about Golden State now? Man, I, not good. I didn't feel good about the last podcast. Um, yeah. The Warriors right now, I don't know what their problem is. I can't really pinpoint it outside of injuries, obviously, and they're just not. But yeah, they had some ugly losses. Because Draymond was gone for a while, and then as soon as – then like within a week of Draymond coming back, Steph went down. Yep. And he's gone to, like, the playoffs. So it's, See, you, can't, you can never write off the Warriors because they got so much talent on that team. And it was just announced this week that James Wiseman is not going to be back this year. Yeah. So that's something that's important because we was looking for them and saying if there was missing one thing, what would it be? You know, be that some that person that can defend the bigs and make DeAndre work a little bit, or DeAndre Ayton, I'll say. Yeah. And they don't have that anymore. They have Draymond. They're going to have to roll with Draymond at the four. I'll probably say with Kevon Looney at the five, and just roll <laughs> like that. Do you think that? Do you think that they've been trying too hard to implement Clay back in? And do you think that there's been that there's been enough slippage on his defense? Because obviously the offense is coming back. We've we've seen the explosions. Mm-hmm. He's had like nine threes, and this is pretty much what he does. Like mm-hmm. he he'll make some threes, and then he he'll have like twenty low key, but then he'll like randomly just drop like forty. And he's done it a few times, but like. The thing that made Clay so different was he the was fact a that he could do that. Yeah, and and is 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 the defense there? I guess is the question because that no. would be where he would fall off, and that's where he did fall off. Yeah, he's not the same defender that he was, and I don't think anyone in Golden State would expect him to be the same defender that he was. But but did I he think- drop off so significantly? <laughs> I don't think he dropped off so significantly significantly that he deserves less minutes per se. But I do think he's it's weird because he's been like this is a unique situation, like because he's been there with them throughout this run and he's never gone anywhere. But I think they've faced they've moved past that era of basketball where Clay is the lockdown defender right now for the team. Like so it's maybe some of those minutes. Well, I'll say maybe his minutes should get cut a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Maybe some of those minutes can go to guys like Kaminga, who's a better defender at this stage. Gary Payton the second. We know how he is on ball. He's a good defender on yeah. ball. So I think 
between those two guys, those are the guys who's who you want to do the majority of your defending, I would think. And I think that will probably put him in a better situation and trying to force Clay to come back and be who he was two years ago is just asking a lot. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that was just another thing. I just want to, you know, yeah. just get him to. But let's talk about one of the biggest stories in the, in the league. You know, I just wanted to save them for last. Okay. But, okay. oh, my gosh, bro, what the fuck <laughs> is happening down South Beach? <laughs> the motherfuckers had the had the one seat in a in a chokehold, and they losing to everybody without anybody. <laughs> they said, "Why are you guys not talking about the Miami Heat?" Then everybody started talking about the Miami Heat, and they did not know how to handle it. <laughs> Man, you know what's funny? All Star, you know, All Star you know Game was here, right? I actually what? seen. I actually seen. Um, I actually walked past. The coach, uh, Spolster, yeah, yeah, at the arena. And oh, you went to All Star Weekend, yeah, I went. Oh, word, that's yeah. what's up. It was dope, but he like, he's like, he's smaller than me, obviously. But I don't know, how, the thing. I don't know how tall you are. <laughs> I'm saying. average height, like, I'm not Jimmy Butler's height, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what it's I was like getting to foot, is, yeah. I was getting to is like. Why would Jimmy Butler try to fight his coach? Like, this just didn't yeah. make any sense. Did you see the clip where they showed what Spolster said? Nah. Yeah. When that during that little skirmish they had. Yeah. He looked at him and said, "What do you want me to do? Fight you?" And then you saw Jimmy Butler stand up, and then is when you see Haslam come over, <laughs> point him at, point his finger in his face, like, "Yo." You want to fight? I'll fight you. I'm going to fuck you up, too. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> there is some turmoil going in. They cannot win a game, man. You feel me? So It's, it's not yeah. like they're just losing games. They're losing games to people without their best to, – to teams without their best players. Like, let me let me, let me me go see their, their most recent losses. That one against Philly – for sure, when they didn't Without, have Harden yeah. and beat. That's an awful one. They just lost like a like a 20-point lead to the Knicks. Oh, you feel yeah. me? <laughs> to the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks, who are notorious for blowing leads. They just lost to Brooklyn. Um, that's to be expected, though. They the lost one-point game to the Bucks. Um, that's not that bad. They lost to the Warriors without Steph, Clay, or Draymond. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let me see. That was that's like their most recent stretch of like losing bad games. Uh, they got a game against the Kings. They should be able to win that, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, let's look at the. Let me look at their schedule. Ooh, then they March. play Boston. They're going I was gonna say March thirtieth against Boston. I said L. Yeah, they about to lose the shit out of that. Then they got Chicago. They can beat Chicago because Chicago struggling just as bad. Um, Toronto. I, I think Toronto beats them. Toronto. Sure. Toronto got blood in their eyes, bro. They trying to get that. They trying to get that fifth seed. Then they got Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando. They could win all three of those, but they, they can could. easily drop. Two of those to lose all three. <laughs> they could lose all three of them. Don't don't, don't run they out lose Orlando. Orlando. I don't think they could lose Orlando. Not on the last game of the season with like something, or that probably would be last. Yeah, I think that might be the last game. Yeah, that looks like the last game of the season. Um, yeah, everybody was calling the Heat the worst one seed in NBA history, and no, now they're not the one seed. That's a lie. It is a lie. I agree. Atlanta was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta was terrible, but they did make the conference finals. They they, they went there and got swept. They went there and got swept. What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Boston shit looked bad. The Boston shit would have been really bad if 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 the Bulls had actually beat them. Like like they were like it looked like they were going to with Rondo. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were, but Rondo got hurt and then everything fell apart. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let me see who else. Uh, I mean, there have been a couple underwhelming ones. So they they definitely would have been the worst in history. No, they could have. So. They could have. But <laughs> actually, <laughs> but, uh, I doubt they would have lost like, to the eighth seed. Well, well, unless they played Brooklyn. They could not. Nah, they could have lost to AC. Honestly, they could have lost to fucking Brooklyn, fucking Toronto if they were still in the play-in. Atlanta. Well, fuck, I, I don't think they lose to Charlotte or or Cleveland, but in a series, but yeah, I don't think so. They they beat us for sure. Yeah. So. You know, is, is there any other things you want to point out about the league? Oh yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think we talked about uh, Brooklyn's Brooklyn lifting the restrictions. Well, New York lifting the restrictions, so now Kyrie yeah. can play home in a way. So basically, the mayor of New York, you know, you got a new mayor, yeah, and all this this whole season has been this whole thing about Kyrie and this mandate and what they allow Kyrie to play. And the whole thing was they're not going to make an exception for Kyrie. And if he wants to get, if he wants to play games, he needs to get vaccinated. Then that whole private sector mandate is applied to the MLB. So that means the Yankees and the Mets, most notably Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees, who's not vaccinated, wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah. So that pushed... New York, which is probably more of a baseball town than basketball town, even though basketball is high up there. Yeah. That pushed it over the top to get done. It wasn't anything to do with Kyrie, but baseball got that one done. So shout out to baseball. That's all <laughs> we need you for for the rest of the year. <laughs> baseball did this thing. Mm-hmm. So baseball did that. All right. Well, Shout out to the Yankees. Shout, if, out, to if, Derek, shout out to Derek Jeter. <laughs> if you were, <laughs> I know he retired. <laughs> if you were James Harden and you got the news, how do you think James? Well, I'll put it this way: How do you think James Harden feels knowing that Kyrie's able to play full time now? Do you think he cares? Well, from from reports, from reports, it seems like James Harden. And Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like James Harden didn't have a good relationship with Kyrie, nor Kevin Durant, nor like the rest of the team. It seems like, you know, he was just out there doing his thing, you know, going to strip club, you know, not really showing up when they want him to type shit, just doing his own personal thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just seemed like, the, the connection wasn't there. Now, would it have been there if Kyrie was, was playing throughout the season? I don't know. Right. Hey, was it was it just a was it a personal thing? I don't mm-hmm. know. So, you know, at that point. Right. You never know why he really wants to get out there. But what I do know at the end of the day is Philly was always his first preference. Mm-hmm. He he just said, if not Philly, I'll go to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn made the move because Houston was never trading him to Daryl Morey. No, they wasn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, the addict needs to be with their enabler. <laughs> 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 and what when in times of comfort, you know, uh, when other people aren't putting up with your shit, sometimes you just need to be with the person that was. And at the end of the day, whatever he asked for, he got. Whether it was good or bad, he asked for Chris Paul, he got him. Yeah, I think he asked for Dwight, but I'm not sure about that. I don't know if his role was as high yet. He asked for or, us. He, that was that was what I was about to get at. 
Yep. He asked for Russ. Russ came in and destroyed the whole franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, but <laughs> he asked for that. And then, and then Daryl Morey, well, Daryl Morey quit. Mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni quit. And both was <laughs> working hard and both got traded. <laughs> so, you feel me? James Harden asked for that. And then he asked, bro, everything Harden has asked for, he's gotten. If we're being real. <laughs> yeah. He's spoiled. Yeah. He, so. I, honestly, he wanted his new, he wanted his own team, but he wanted the championship first. I think that's what his, his original plan. Yeah. It was but, never to re-sign up with Brooklyn, but it was to get his own team with Embiid, but he yeah. wanted to be a champion. So he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And get that out the way. And then, well, again, I think he wanted to be reunited with Daryl. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when, it, Daryl did everything for him. Daryl wrote him that, you know, that thank you letter and all that. So, I mean, uh, I don't think think James Harden cares about Kyrie and and, and Brooklyn at all. I think he's just happy to be with his guy again, you know. Mm -hmm. Him and Daryl Morey clearly, you know, real close. And, yeah, I think it comes down. I just want to know what Philly's going to do if this doesn't work and Daryl Morey trades Joel and B for draft picks. <laughs> Dude, I, hey, man, I, I doubt that's the case, man. No, I ain't laughing. I'm just talking. No, I doubt that. He's not going to trade him for draft picks. You thinking, you thinking of Sam Presti. <laughs> yeah, he ain't going to do that. He'll trade him for another superstar. Yeah, he only he'll only trade for for superstars. I'll give him well. He'll only trade for people with high name power and high market value. I'll I'll say that. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> a perfect way to put it. <laughs> whether they're still good or not, whether they were ever good, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> as long as they got a strong name. Some strong marketability, he'll go for. <laughs> That's Daryl Morey for you. Yeah, this is quite Lakers esque. <laughs> it's all about the marketability sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just got end this. We just got we got we just got ended by saying that. You feel me? Be extra funny if the Lakers don't make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, that's gonna be funny. I can't even lie. The timeline, the jokes. I want. I'm yeah. Sign me up. I ain't gonna hold you. I, I'm. I'm. Root, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Pelicans <laughs> and the Spurs. For the Spurs. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Spurs and the Pelicans to win every game. The most <laughs> the boring team that you can imagine. The Spurs. I'm I'm a Spurs fan, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Spurs fan now. <laughs> I'm a Spurs and Pelicans fan, bro. I need this. <laughs> Just because, bro, this shit would be hilarious. If, if I doubt it. the thing is they might they might fuck around and win some playing games, but I don't know, man. They really do suck. <laughs> <laughs> I I put it in the group chat, man. That uh, LeBron needed fifty for them to win, and this was like early in the fourth quarter. I'm like, yeah, he had thirty nine. I'm like, he need fifty. Oh, he didn't get it, and they lost. So, yep, and they lost by eight. <laughs> and that fifty would have <laughs> won the game. Probably would have done it. <laughs> so yeah, right, poor Lake Show. Me. Anything else? No, I think the AFC North should be pretty interesting this year. That's all I got. I don't want to get too far <laughs> into it. Slide, I just slide. gotta put that out there. <laughs> just randomly throwing a different sport. Hey man, I, I gotta throw I give my shot in, man. Y'all was clowning me last time for the Baker takes. Uh, so yeah. Hey, you gotta hope that man can play. <laughs> yeah. 
I hope that man can actually step on the field. He probably won't. He not well, not a lot of games at least. So you feel me? You, you gotta at least hope that the man step on the field. But I guess once all that shit situated, then you feel me? He should be all right. Yeah. As long as he there for the Ravens game, sign me. Well, up. as long as he actually ain't do. <laughs> yeah, that part too. <laughs> I just hope he ain't really do this because, uh, yeah, that, that might. I don't know how the NFL is gonna feel about that, but man, they keep niggas in for other shit though. Mm-hmm. They, they they got they. Hey man, we talk about him. Look look at that other QB in the AFC North that just retired. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. They don't care. The NFL don't care that much. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. There ain't no fun. All right, this was Lumia Sports, and we are out. Double D's deuces later. <laughs>